Hello from Australia. I am Paige Crystal Wilcox, and you're listening to Listen More, a podcast where I'll be listening more to people's issues and ideas around media representation. Would you care to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm John. Uh, last name is Murphy. I am from Ireland originally, but I currently live in New York City, so it is good evening for me. And I'm delighted to be here with Paige and to share some of my many, many thoughts that run through this crazy brain of mine. I have thoroughly enjoyed on just a couple of calls now, just some of those many thoughts that you have. So in terms of this podcast and media representation, what are some things that you feel could be done better or that you'd like to see less of? This could be tropes or different types of representation. I, I don't want to lead you too much mm. into a corner. I really just want to listen. You know, I think if I was to start somewhere in this conversation, I would kind of want to start back at something that the media has been doing for many, many years. And it's a bit of a double-edged sword. And that is the sexualization, desexualization of LGBTQ people. So the media, so we have sexualization and non-sexualization. So in non-sexualization, we have the gay best friend, the butch lesbian um, who gets things done, the trans woman who is wise and has experienced so much and is sharing that. And then you have, okay, we have your witty drag queen with the quick comebacks. And, and it's all very fun and entertaining, but that's all you're getting. Now you flip it to the other side of my proverbial double-edged sword and you get the serial killers. Um, right now it pops up into my mind. Um, Silence of the Lambs. So, so there's that. There's there's a lot of, if we want to represent ourselves as a full and complete being, if we want to express our sexuality in any type of way that is con is discomfortable, uncomfortable, I would say, or a discomfort to the frankly straight audience that's out there. It is we we go from that fun, ha ha ha, they're funny, to oh, they're dangerous and they're subversive and they're um let's not um you know, let's not show any of that uh, in uh, in a good light. I mean, goodness gracious, um, I've shared with Paige before, but I'm 50. So I remember a lot of movies in the 80s and a little bit in the 70s, too. But certainly in my education as um, uh, a gay man that um, I remember cruising with Al Pacino, which came out, uh, I want to say it was either late 70s, early 80s. And talk about completely taking one facet of our very rainbow-filled community and completely demonizing them. Mm-hmm. And not just by the fact that there was a somebody killing gay men and specifically leather gay men in the movie. But then this whole idea that the main character, Al Pacino's character, starts to go through his own questioning, and then that becomes is 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 
portrayed as a violence. I mean, a real, an utter, just visceral violence from that character. It's, 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 we still don't have that, um, or at least in my humble opinion, we don't have a true sense of a, a LGBTQ plus person in media portrayed, even in reality shows, it's all cut and paste, cut and paste. You want to make someone the villain, you cut and paste, and you just you only show so much. There's no real way that I can say, yeah, that's how we actually live our lives. That's what we have to, these are our these are our tears, these are our laughter, these are our trials, these are our tribulations, these are our successes. And it's um, you know, and it's not for the lack of certainly. In the last um, the last several years, it's not for the lack of people trying. I mean, certainly I would think one of the shows that I might point to that came very, very, very close, but then eventually got very sensationalized a little bit too, was um, Pose with Ryan uh, Murphy, No Relation. I was about to get so excited just then. (laughs) My cousin Ryan. (laughs) But um, if you look at, if you look at the first season, I remember all that. I remember like, that's how it was. It was down. It was dirty. We were unsure of what was happening. We, we were so insular in community. Even the idea of the gay best friend wasn't even, you know, around at that point, but then things change and, you know, sometimes I hear I, and I I guess I I I'll, I'll call myself out on it too. Sometimes something is better than nothing, or at least it used to feel like something is better than nothing. Okay, with a gay best friend, all right. Ugh. At least there's somebody who's gay. There is a uh, a show that um, I mentioned. Paige and I actually had a little conversation beforehand, so I'm reiterating some of that. We have a revisit of the original Real World, which was an MTV show, for those of you who don't know, where it started off reality television. For what it is today, the spawn of the seventh gate of hell, as some of you might think. I was going to say, they have a lot to answer for then. (laughs) But re-watching it, now it happened, The first, the, the, this first airing was 1992. So it was the same year I moved to New York City. It was a very young, impressionable, um, uh, and just coming out um, gay boy at that point. But one of the guys who was on it was gay. And it was really the first time that a gay person had been on pretty much what ended up being a worldwide sensation. And they just did. I just watched an episode where they were kind of talking about how his presence was, was so instrumental in a lot of people really coming to terms with themselves. But what's very interesting though, is even in then, as he was talking, he said, yeah, you would think so. But he initially, um, when he came out, he came out as bisexual and he, he said that he 
encountered from the gay community because we were still very much, you know, at least in New York City, there were gay bars and there were lesbian bars. And girls didn't go into the gay bars and boys didn't go into the lesbian bars unless you knew you were really good at work in a room. And I usually was good at work in a room. I know that's shocking and all for everybody to hear. But um, but there was still that whole trope, to use your word, if you don't mind, of if you're if bisexual, there's no such thing as bisexual, you just haven't made your mind up yet. Now, luckily, we've come a long, a long way and way past that to realize that there is a whole, to use the word, it's overused, but I'll use it anyway, because it's simple. It's a spectrum of how people experience sexuality and how people um, um, show their sexuality and, and, and speak about their sexuality. But I, even then, back then, I was like, you know, I, I remember myself thinking, you know, when I would, some guy I'd meet would say he was bi. I'm like, you just haven't decided yet. You're going to eventually decide to be with men because that's just what's going to happen. And so, you know, it's all of that wraps up into the so-called evolution that we have in media but just like anything, they like to fall back on bad habits and sensationalize and desexualize us. And I think that's one of my biggest annoyances. I- I'll point to another great show, loved it, watched it, had fun, laughed, but completely desexualized was Will and Grace. There wasn't even ever a hint. I don't even remember anybody ever kissing. I think there might have just been one and it was a huge deal, which is ridiculous considering what the entire show was about. Yeah. And it's like, okay, wow. All right. I guess we'll take it because, you know, but you know what? At some point there's, um, uh, there's a phrase in Ireland and I'm sure you have a similar phrase in australia but it's crumbs from the rich man's table and basically it's you know if you you'll you'll, if you have nothing you'll take those few crumbs from the rich man's table but at certain points you're like you know what get the f off the table and let some other people come sit at the table and have a meal. I think that's one of the things that we are tasked with, even in even in 2020, especially in 2021, I think. I can't speak for a lot of the rest of the world. I know I can speak for Ireland and I can speak for America and I can definitely speak for America. But we have all of a sudden talk about a pendulum swinging backwards. Which led me, which which brings up another point that I'll make now because if I don't, I'll forget it. This hasn't just happened to us. I remember, remember, women were desexualized earlier on in television as well. All they did was cook, they cleaned, and they even didn't say share the same bed. Lucy and Ricky, they never shared a bed. It was a big thing when the Brady Bunch came on, and they shared a bed. And this was nineteen sixty eight. Come on. It's happening. Where do you think all those children came from? They just popped out of the 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 ether. Here's your here's your nine. They come children. down the chimney. So, um, uh, but you know we have this pendulum swinging back, and it's and uh, this might be a little controversial. It gets to a point 
And we'll do it because we do, because we're resilient. And we are, we are strong and we are supportive of everybody in our community. But it gets to a point sometimes where I feel like, Jesus, do we have to go back and do this again? I thought we'd moved past this already, but apparently we haven't. And you have that moment where you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted of having to continuously educate and 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 converse with people and listen to people and listen to the drivel that sometimes comes out of their mouths and just and you have your little pity party for like you know four or five seconds and then you're like all right you know pull up your bootstraps or whatever you want to say and let's get it done that is what I think is missing from our representation. They'll show us protesting. They'll show, you know, other communities, Black Lives Matter. But it's all like literally and figuratively through the lens. And there's no authentic engagement. When I tell people that my marriage could be on the line in this country, and people are like, oh, you're exaggerating. And then I'm like, your choice of women's health is on the line in this country. Don't tell me I'm not the we're not going to be the next on the on the little checklist of these ultra conservatives. And it reminds me of that phrase, and I'm paraphrasing so whichever of your listeners knows it by heart. I do apologize, but I'm paraphrasing, but it's something to the effect of when they came for so and so, I said nothing. And when then they came from so-and-so, I said nothing. And then they came for so-and-so, and I said nothing. And then they came for me, and there was nobody to say anything for me. If we continue to operate in that mindset, I think that that's where the real challenges are going to be. And it's easy because fear is a very highly motivating thing to utilize with people. And there's so many people in this country, in the States, who are so fearful for no good reason. In a, in a very roundabout way, <laughs> what I would expect or I, I would I look for in our media representation. And not just in movies, because I think I would propose that we are getting a little better at how we're being portrayed in movies. There's still those, um, you know, those um, either we're like <laughs> the funny gay best friend, yay, or we're the serial killer. Oh, but I think we're, they're finally finding some some filmmakers and some um, some um, television makers are finding it. I think where we really find uh, our true representation. Um, is in literature. And I think that is fantastic. But in this day and age, to get people to read a book, like I just talked about, I just saw a documentary on um, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete. And I said to my sister, I said, oh, I just saw the documentary. And she said, oh, well, you should listen to his book. And I'm like, what? She's like, it's a great listen, his book. And I'm like, why didn't you just read the book? And that's what we, <laughs> we have dissolved into. 
is this immediate and sometimes a little bit lazy. And you can't be lazy if you want to have your representation taken seriously. And you can't be lazy and think someone else is going to do it. We have to be in it as much as we can, as big and as small as we can be. You know, one of the things that uh, we talked about, Paige, is this idea that we, at least in my business, I work in a in, in business where there are a lot of LGBTQ plus people, but there's still times I find myself where I will be asked, are you married? And when I say yes to my husband, there's that and I mean, I'm not the butchest guy around. I mean, <laughs> but it's still prevalent that people just their 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 perception is so like a horse with blinders. They only see what's in front of them. They don't see the full picture. So that's my thoughts on that. I appreciate the time you've taken to share those thoughts. You've given me some more things to keep an eye out for. And I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know. Maybe I just like really enjoy being pissed off. (laughs) I'm someone who has felt under, unrepresented and misrepresented pretty much across the board. And I'm slowly starting to see representation. And I think because I've had such strong emotional attachment to my own experience in in that realm, it it has kind of misdirected me from acknowledging how other people are experiencing a similar thing. Your perspective is incredibly helpful for helping me grow as a human being Mm. and consider media beyond my own reflection, which is something I want all people to do. So of course, I need to be doing that too. Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, I think it's important. I think it's important for us to really see not just our own, our own specific representation, but how is the rest of our community being represented? And when they're not being represented in a way that is authentic and uplifting, say something or do something, or, you know, um, get out. If it comes down to get out on the street and walk and make a banner and just show up and be a presence. Um, Because then, you know, then we can at least hopefully, you know, rattle the, rattle the, the, the cage, so to speak, and make people notice because there's no such thing anymore as being able to uh, just kind of kick the can down the road. You got to pick the can up and just be like, okay, whose can does this belong to that I have to return it to? And by the way, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with this can and what it's seen. So thank you.